Thanks for listening to the Last Days podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hello and welcome to the Last Days podcast. This is Todd and my wonderful wife Katie is here with me right now. We're so excited that you're joining us today, so it's a great day. Amen. So if you can uh, let somebody else know that you are listening to this latest drop, we would love that. And so just text all your friends and uh, put your ears on here. Listen to what's, uh, what's coming down. And we're, we're grateful for you to be able to be a part of this and trust that the Holy Spirit is doing um, continually great work in you, ever-increasingly great work inside of you. God's kingdom is about increase, and when we participate with the things of God, we always see that he takes us, you know, step by step, further and further into his presence, further and further into his, into his glory, into the things of God, into the knowledge of him and his ways. And as you become more familiar with his ways, then you, you just, you learn how he does things and how he works through you. Each person is distinct. Each person is, is very uh, unique. And we're not just uniquely made, but we have, you, you, there's, you, every person has a unique fingerprint. You are an individual. You're not just a collective group. Uh, communism and socialism would try to make you think you're just a group and make you identify with groups and, and with certain types of people regarding your interests and regarding your political affiliations. But I want to tell you, you are an individual and you are very special to Christ. And what he has for you is exactly tailor-made for your life. And, and God knows everything about you. He knows, you know, everything. He knows where you've come from. He knows where you're going, even if you don't. He knows the word of God says the number of the hairs on your head, or if you're bald. He knows where you live. He knows everything about your, your family. He knows your financial condition. He knows your educational history. He knows what you're dealing with in your body. And he is working in you and through you to accomplish his good plan. And so as we talk today, I want to talk a little bit about the grace of God and how to continue in the grace of God. And uh, this is something that um, is on our hearts today. And so we, would, we just want to just uh, talk to you a little bit in, uh, in those lines, allowing the grace of God to work in you so that you can continue in that, not just, you know, I got a, I got a touch of, the, of, of his grace um, when I got saved. That was uh, um, by faith through grace or by, by yes, by faith through grace. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, you know, that's, you know, the, the sum total of it, but God desires for us for us to allow him to continue to increase that work inside of our lives. Anything you want to say here? Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because God always has something fresh for us. And it is amazing how grace comes along and enables us to do stuff that we couldn't do on our own, but it's, it's not, sometimes I feel like people approach the idea of like, by the time that they actually call upon the grace of God, it's almost like they're under the barrel, so to speak. Like it's like so 
um, life is like so difficult. And so it's almost like grace is, is, can be viewed or is, is viewed like, um, oh my goodness, I only experience God's grace when, when things are just so terrible. And so if I'm at the point where I have to ask for grace, then life is like terrible or whatever. But in realizing that actually, um, us calling upon the grace of God and being able to receive the grace of God is actually, we should ever be present of that and calling upon, upon the Lord to be able to receive that and do something in us because it's, it actually brings such, um, an ease to our life. And, and it's, it's a, such a, a natural way that the Lord comes alongside of us and helps us to be able to do something that, you know, the Lord never intended for us to be stressed out or worried or, you know, fearful or full of, you know, anxiety or anything at all like that. We shouldn't let ourselves and our flesh get to a point before we actually call upon the Lord and, and mix our faith to receive that grace. Amen. Amen. So we have to, as you said, just really plug in and uh, allow it to continue. A lot of times I think there's things that come against us, things that we face, things that we're aware of, things that we hear, things that we see, and it's just like sometimes it works on that connection that right. we have, and you have to stay plugged in. Sometimes you can think if you're using a power um, tool or something like this, anything that, that requires to be plugged into a socket, sometimes you can like, well, why isn't this thing turning on? This should work. And you realize, okay, well, the, the piece of equipment is fine. And we know that there's electricity that's coming into the, the, um, the building. So what's the problem? Well, a lot of times it's just a connection. And, and I feel that many times we, we allow the different storms, the different things that we're going through to just, it kind of works on that, that connection. And you have to make sure that your connection is solid and that there, the flow of God's grace is flowing into you without any restriction. And so that you can, you can do what, what God's called you to do. Um, in Acts chapter 13, it said, um, there in, in verse, let me just say 42 and, and then 43, when the Jews had gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles, um, it says in, ver, in the King James Version, besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. And now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes, ones who had just you know, come into the faith, followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And so continuing in God's grace, not just getting something enough to give your life to Jesus and then thinking that, okay, now it's all on me. Now it's all up to my, what I do and, and my works and everything like that. But, but relying upon the grace, which is God's ability in you to do what you cannot do in yourself. God's ability in you to do what you can't do in yourself. And it's not just a one-time thing. Right. It wasn't just to get saved. There is, there is grace available to you to live a powerful Christian life every single day. Right. 
Absolutely. And we should, we should be like calling on that. And it's for, it's not just for things that we would maybe say religious things like, okay, well now I'm going to pray or now I'm going to do an outreach or I'm going to serve God or or, uh, in those aspects, you know, direct ministry things. There's a grace on you to be able to do whatever you do throughout the day. Whether you are speaking to someone, whether you are raising your kids, whether you're cooking, whatever it is that you're doing, you're um, just, you know, working, doing a doing a job, you're cleaning, whatever. There's a grace, God's enablement. He wants to enable us in every area of our life. Yes, He does, always, and and we have to and we have to make sure that. <laughs> To be able to do that, it's not, we can't pull away from God. And, and many times people, I think they get so busy with life and they, they, they start off something with God and then they, uh, things get unplugged. They pull away from the things of God and, and then they're, they're not seeing the results any longer. And uh, Paul said to the church in Galatians, uh, the church of Galatia, to the Galatians, he said in, in Galatians chapter 3, uh, verses 2 and 3, this only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? And so it's just like, listen, what, what are you guys doing here? Why, why, are you, why are you thinking that you could begin something with God and then just totally transfer everything over into the flesh and it continue to keep the same momentum or to grow as actually everything that is a part of the kingdom of God should do? And so we have a lot of people who unplug from the grace of God. And right. you, you, you plug in by faith, okay? Um, but then they just like, oh, I don't, I don't know. This is, this is kind of tough. And they, and they unplug. And then they wonder, why isn't my life, you know, why isn't my life continuing to be full of God's power? Because, you know, I, I still am showing up for church on Sunday morning. I still, I still do some things in the helps ministry. I usher. I greet. I, you know, I work with the, the children's ministry, you know, whatever it might be, and, and you, yet you feel like you're powerless. Why is that? <clears throat> and I want to tell you why that is. It's because there has been some sabotaging going on by the enemy with your, with your connection with God. He's kind of like, like put some pressure on your end of the plug and, and there's been some loosening of that. You are responsible above everything else, keeping your connection tight with God. Because right. out of that connection, out of that relationship, everything flows that God wants to do through you. Not in your own self, not in your own abilities, not in your own works. You can work and work and work and work and work and do all this stuff. And that there's nothing wrong with working for the kingdom of God. But there is something completely, totally, 100% wrong when you're doing it out of your own abilities. Right. Out of your own flesh. And you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow out of you. Not allowing the spirit of grace to manifest 
himself through you. Because then all you're doing is you're ministering to people out of your head, out of your own experiences, out of um, your own your own life, and and people people aren't strengthened by that. They're strengthened by the Spirit of God flowing out of you. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do, right? Which all of this, of course, comes from your relationship, as you were saying, with the Lord and being really submitted to His will and His plan and the only way that we can allow, be able to actually receive and allow his power to flow through us is, of course, when we're submitted to him and to the work of his Holy Spirit. And, you know, sometimes I know it's kind of a, a switch in, in our thinking because if especially if you're more of an independent personality or you're just used to just like, uh, let's just get it done, let's just go for it. You're not, you don't, you know, regularly like, you know, involve other people or call for help or your thinking doesn't even go that way. You know, it is, again, just a a change in acknowledging I'm not my own anymore. I've been bought with a price. And of course, I I am a spirit being. I was created in the image of my heavenly father. And I, uh, my, the whole reason that I'm here on earth, my life and everything about it is to actually glorify God. And it is to fulfill the purpose that I was created for. So of course, I've got to involve him in everything. So that's why it helps if you start out every morning before you even get out of bed or anything and just, just, you know, welcome the Holy Spirit and just say today, I ask you to give me direction, to give me wisdom. Show me what am I supposed to do today? What am I supposed to accomplish? What do you desire to do through me? And I invite you, Holy Spirit, to be involved in literally every aspect of my life. And so therefore, he, because, you know, the Holy Spirit, um, many times he doesn't just you know, come and smack us upside the head or anything like that. He, it's not that there aren't divine encounters or examples, you know, of that, but I'm just saying as a general mode, you know, we, we've been given a choice, we've been given a free will. And so we have to actually invite him and ask for, for his help. And it's amazing that when you do that, you actually, then you'll become conscious, conscious, excuse me, of him right alongside you being there to help you that's his job and so of course and and just saying just grace me for what you desire for me to do today lord amen and 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 that has to be your continual mindset not just oh wow i'm glad that you guys reminded me of that today and so that's right i need to i need to plug in today no you need to plug in every day <laughs> you actually you actually need to be continually plugged in day after day not just then hour after hour every every part of your life you are a spirit being yes. you have a soul which is your mind your will your intellect and you you live in a body a physical body. You are not a just a physical person. But so much of the time, that is our mentality because that's what our eyes pick up. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and our minds, even, the, the Word of God talks about us being blinded in our minds, not just our eyes, but our minds being blinded to the truth. That's the purpose of the enemy, to blind your mind. Mm-hmm. so that your understanding is clouded. And, and what we see with our eyes, many times we think that uh, because our minds process things and, and we think, okay, the way I are, am seeing things 
with my natural eyes is the truth. No, 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 no. That's what the devil wants you to think, okay? Because he'll put an image of something in front of you. He'll put an image of lack in your eyes, <clears throat> excuse me, because you say you, you look at your, uh, your, your account balance, your bank account balance on your online uh, bank feed, and uh, you look at that, and so your eyes see an image, and so then you begin to believe with your mind, you begin to believe with your mind the image of your eyes instead of believing with your heart. No, this is what the Word of God says. Despite what I see with my eyes, I know that the truth is this. But you have to have strength to believe. That's the grace of God. That's how God's grace comes into you. You have to have grace to believe. Okay? It's through faith, but you must have his strength to believe. And if you are short on the grace of God because you've unplugged from his word, you've unplugged from his voice, then you don't have enough strength to actually believe God for the miraculous to take place, which is God's ordinary way of doing things. And then you succumb to the lies of this natural realm because you think this is all there is, is what I see with my eyes. That is deception. Right. And so I want the, and I hope you're understanding this. I don't even know if I'm conveying this clearly here. Um, but this is something God started speaking to my heart this morning as I was just praying and, and, um, and just reading the word this morning. But we, we have to have, we have to continue in this grace. And he knows the grace that you need for today. Mm-hmm. And you can't think that, okay, uh, the grace that I had yesterday is enough for today. No, 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 no. You, you need grace today to live powerfully. And you need the exact amount of God's power that is necessary today to overcome. Tomorrow will be another day, and you will need his grace tomorrow to overcome for the level that is needed then. He doesn't give you the grace today that you need for tomorrow. Everything is as it is needed. And so God, and the reason God just doesn't give you an overwhelming supply and you never need to check back in with him is because God is all about relationships. And he wants you to come to him. He wants you to recognize that he is your source. And yes. every day you have to come to the Lord. Every day. And I don't, I don't understand how Christians cannot plug in every day into the presence of God. How they can just like, well, I haven't prayed for for, you know, a couple of weeks, I haven't been in the word of God. Well, you know what? You are floundering. It's so, so crazy. I feel this is part of what I'm sharing about even on, on Sunday here. Um, but, but the things, the things are that we, we recognize so many times that we are in deficit in other areas of our life, but we don't see it in the spirit. How, how can you not be aware of the deficit that you are operating in. You drive your vehicle, you look, you see the gas gauge is, is you know, like an eighth of a tank. And, and you know, oh my gosh, you know, I've got so many things I have to do today. I've got to run around. Maybe you're down, you're at the 16th mark. Maybe, maybe you're, you're, you've hit the red line. You're at of a tank of, of gas left. And you know what? It doesn't matter how busy your day is. You have to stop to get fuel. 
You right. must stop. You must make time. Otherwise, you will not be able to continue to do what you know has to be done. And so we can we can be so aware of things in the natural, and there's signs, and and there's there's messages that come to us of things in the natural. Your body talks to you when you get hungry. And and you have to you have to stop and 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 take time to do that. In fact, people actually program themselves. They take time every single day of their life to eat. And you'll take time. You you have a work schedule and everything like that. But you're like, okay, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm supposed to work eight hours today. All right. But actually, programmed in that programmed into that is a at least a half hour of time where you are going to, to have a, a lunch break or a dinner break or something like that for you to get nutrition. Why? Because your body has to have it. If you, being natural, know how to recognize signs that are indicating that you are getting ready to go into the deficit or you are low, then why in the world would we not understand spiritually, hey, you need to get something from God. You need his strength. You need his power. You need the grace of God. And and it should be evident in your life. People should know that you are plugged in. They, they recognized it with Peter and John in Acts chapter 4 after the man was, was healed um, by, the, by the gate in Acts chapter 3, and they're questioning him, all of the, you know, the religious leaders and, you know, the, 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 you know, the Sanhedrin of the day, you know, they're on trial, <clears throat> and they're asking him, you know, how in the world did you common people perform such a miracle? And then it said one thing, that they took note that they had been with Jesus. Because these guys, in the natural, you don't have the education to talk like you're talking. You (laughs) definitely don't have the power to do miracles, because we know your background, we know your family, we know your kinfolk. Um, How in the world did this happen? And it said they took note that they had been with Jesus, which means the grace that was in our Lord Jesus Christ was evident in their lives. I ask you, if you're not seeing the miraculous, is the grace of God evident in your life? Have you plugged in? Are you right now plugged in so that whatever God needs to do through you today, he can flow through you. He can perform the miracles. He can do signs and wonders through you today. He can speak out prophetically through you today. A life can be touched. A life can be changed. The dead can be raised because you are plugged into the grace of God. You're plugged into the power of God. It's for your life today. Are you plugged in? Yes. That's where we have to, that's where we have to live constantly. Every day, and you say, well, that's for preachers. No, it's not just for preachers. This is, this is for believers. This is just, it's, it's evident for anyone. He, Paul was writing in, in Galatians uh, that, I, that I read the scriptures um, to you. Um, he was just talking to the, the church of Galatia, not talking to you know, a particular apostle, uh, a particular prophet in the church, um, a teacher in the church or anything like that. He's talking to the, the whole church of Galatia and, and just bringing it, bringing it out before them saying, hey, you know what? Um, you, you, did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How did, how did that happen? 
how did you how did you come into receiving the gift of God inside of you? Well, they'd have to say, oh, you know what? I, it was by faith. Uh, it was by the, the hearing, my hearing of faith. And he says, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? And so why are you digressing? Why are you going backwards and, and then thinking that you can do something great just because of who you are mm-hmm. in the natural? Because without the Spirit of God, all you are, I mean, take away your spirit. I am a spirit. But if you take that out and you don't have the power to live as a spirit being, then all you are as, is a, a mind and a body. And so, so you have intellect, and you can, you can talk out of your head, and there's a lot of people who do that. And, and we, we, we hear them around here. We hear religious eggheads talking. <laughs> and, you know, they've got, they've got knowledge, 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 but there's no fire of God inside of them, and there is, there is no um, movement of the Spirit of God through them because there's no miracles, there's no signs and wonders. None of these things are taking place in their life because they're not uh, connected to grace. Grace has not continued in them. Only thing they allowed grace to do was get them saved. Right. And, and so I ask you that are listening right now, how do people know that the grace of God is evident in you, that it's continuing in you? What is the proof of God's grace in you? What's the proof of grace? What is the proof of grace in your life? The only way that you can say, here's the proof of grace, is that the supernatural must be taking place through you. And, and that has to be, that should be, has to be continuing on a regular basis. And so I, I'm, those of you that are, are listening to the podcast, which that would be you, um, you know, you need, to, you need to take an assessment of your life and say, okay, where, where is the supernatural power of God this week in my life, today in my life, last week in my life, last, last month? What, what supernatural things took place in July? Let's just go back. Let's just look, look, you know, in the month of July. You had those 31 days there. What took place that you could say was completely supernatural without the power of God flowing through you, without his grace flowing through you, it could not have happened. Mm-hmm. What was it? Can you go back? Can you look through your calendar and say, on this day, this it was the supernatural power of God being manifest? And the more you're plugged in and the more you're aware of it, the more it, that will be your default. That will be what you realize, you know what, I have to have this again today. In the natural, listen to me, in the natural, people recognize, you know, hey, I want to live this way. And so they'll go look for some other type of, of substitute for the anointing, a substitute for the grace of God. So they'll get involved in alcohol, they'll get involved in drugs, things like that that give them this type of a feeling, okay? Mm-hmm. But all it is is a feeling. There's no, there's no supernatural fruit that comes out of that right. because they're buzzed in their head, they're buzzed in their body. And so all, they're doing it for a feeling, but I want to tell you, 
that when you plug into the grace of God and you allow his power to flow through you, you'll feel it absolutely. And it is a supernatural high, but you will see the fruit of righteousness coming out of your life. You will see other lives touched and changed, other lives uh, spiritually affected, supernaturally affected, uh, eternally affected because you allowed the presence of God, the grace of God to be upon you, to flow from you. And it's not just about your life. You live the life of grace, not just for yourself. You live a life plugged into the grace of God so that other lives can be touched and changed, so that the lost can come in, so that people can be, can be saved, people can be healed, people can be delivered, people can be filled with the Holy Spirit. These are things all out of the grace of God. Supernatural things should be coming forth from every believer's life because of the grace of God inside of you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Absolutely. You want to add to anything? Yes. To no, I was just going to going to say that, you know, it our faith, we have to activate our faith in stepping even into grace, into receiving grace, knowing that when we ask for grace and we ask for help, that it is immediately given to us. Sometimes we can even look back and see how, oh my goodness, it must have been the grace of God upon me to be able to do this, not even realizing that I consciously asked for it every single time. So again, I'm, I, 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 we always try to, on here, you know, we we don't want anything about our our relationship with the Lord to just become mundane, to become out of habit, to become religious. That's what that means. And so, I'm not saying that like if you don't every single time go, I need grace for this, and I need grace for that. That the Lord isn't going to grace you. No, that's not how it works. But you understand if we're talking about, of course, being being conscious to to apply the grace of God to you knowing that when you ask for grace and you ask for help in faith anything you ask for in faith you receive it and then of course you if it's not manifesting immediately in your life you know you that's really when faith has to kick in right when you don't you don't see it immediately but a lot of times you know we we have to just take a step knowing that the grace is going to be there. Again, this is all just uh, flows out of your faith and your relationship with the Lord. So when we have things to do that are difficult and they're beyond our, we know they're beyond our ability or our understanding, or we need, we need help from other people that we don't have and things like that, which that should actually be a regular occurrence in our life because anything that God has called you to do is actually in the natural impossible to do. It takes God's supernatural intervention. That's how it's supposed to be. If you're doing something and it can all be done without supernatural intervention from the Lord, then you're not anywhere near fulfilling actually what he's called you to do. It might be in a a fraction of it, but it's certainly not at the level that he's called you to do. You know, everything that really that flows out of our calling, which for each one of us, that calling varies. It's different. Why? Because the Lord has different distinct callings and giftings upon each and every life. It's amazing to me always the diversity that the Lord has within um, his people to be able to literally fulfill and complete in every the most even minute way that the body of Christ would literally lack nothing and there would actually be an excess because that's how God is. He is 
excessive. He is always more than enough in every situation. So mm-hmm. no, there's more than enough grace for you. There's more than enough of what is needed actually for the body of Christ. If each person would simply step up into what they're called to do and then call upon that grace, call upon that supernatural endowment and the powering and the and the ease and the joy, because it should be that as you're walking in what God has called you to do, there's actually a joy and there's an ease and there's a peace that flows out of you that is a blessing to everybody else that you're around. It almost should, you be like a sign and a wonder, just like the example that you gave um, of the the disciples and the apostles being used there. Mm -hmm. And that should give each one of us great encouragement. I know that's given me great encouragement because I have said to the Lord many times in the past till I really could fully, you know, surrender over it. Like, Lord, I, you want me to stand up there. I don't even, and minister. I don't even like to speak in front of people. I don't even want to do that. And I would tell them, you know, there's so many other people that love to talk. They love to be the center of attention. They love, they would love a microphone to get up there and like, I mean, there's many of those have at it. Like I'm, I'm content to just, I'll do the behind the scenes stuff and I'll, I'll help other people and I'll definitely do what, you know, what your will and what your plan is until it was like, cause all of that, all of those excuses and everything that I didn't necessarily recognize they were excuse to me. That was just like good reasoning. I mean, don't you know, Lord, you know, the way that I'm made <laughs> instead of me recognizing, no, actually the thing that is holding me back from what God has called me to do is actually a fear. It's a spirit of fear. And it has to do with, you're more worried about what people are going to think. You're more worried about whether you can do something right or not. If it's going to look perfect, if you're going to sound bad or look bad or, or all those kind of things. And really it's pride. You've got to get over your own insecurities. Mm -hmm. You've got to quit relying on yourself. You were never meant to rely on yourself or your abilities. That's exactly right. It's in him that we live, we move, and we have our being, which covers everything. And so if we're doing it in and of ourselves, we're, we're clearly not calling upon his grace, which means we don't have that supernatural empowerment. We don't have the results that we need to have. It's just like you can look at other people and be amazed at how they do what they do. It's just like, oh my goodness. And you recognize it in and of yourself, like I, I could never do that. But there is a grace of God upon them to do that. And when some of the things that we've done in ministry, I look back and go, oh my gosh, I, I mean, even though we've gained in our relationship with the Lord, we're at a different spiritual level, you gain natural, practical wisdom and, and through experience and all those kind of things, I look back and go, oh gosh, I don't, I could never do that again or whatever. Why? Because that is not what God is gracing me to do right now. There's, there's different things. So you can even look back on your own life and see that. Now, I do know this, that if the Lord asked me to do that or to travel to that country or to to any of those types of, of things that we've done before, minister to those people or or in that way or at that pace or whatever it is, that there's a grace that comes upon you to do it. But if you're, again, going back to if you're not surrendering and you're not asking in faith and relying continually on faith on the grace of God, then you won't, that, that won't be something that is evident in your life even. That's right. And everything we do needs to please the Lord. And naturally then, honestly, it's a blessing to other people. It pleases them. Now, of course, if you have people that come along that, you know, are demon possessed or that hate the Lord or even super religious or whatever, that you'll probably get some kickback from them sometimes. It doesn't even matter. 
does not matter whatsoever. And, you know, I know, of course, you you know, most of you know, you, you've probably heard us, or if you, you know us, then you know our pastors are Dr. Rodney and, and uh, Dr. Adonica Howard-Brown, and, and besides being our, our pastors, just wonderful wonderful, precious, you know, leaders and, 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 and just amazing friends and everything that, that we've known for so many years now. And, you know, I just remember, you know, time and time him, obviously he's very bold in the Holy Ghost and he's very uniquely gifted and, and called to do what he does, but he'll, you'll hear him say many times, listen, cause of course they're, they have an amazing university there, River University and training up people. And of course, awesome, you know, ministers conferences and, and leaders things and all kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. he'll say many times, don't go out and do what I do. Don't copy me and what I, and the grace that I walk in. This is what I, God has anointed me to do and he's called me to do. And so, you know, our goal in raising up leaders, because each one of us need to be raising up leaders, actually. Yeah. We each have a realm of influence. You've heard us talk about that as well. So if you're raising children, you're raising up leaders. They're going to be leaders in their school, or if you homeschool, they're going to they're going to be leaders in their church, whatever the realm of influence you've given those children. Of course, as they grow, that's what they need to know. I'm a leader. I'm, a, I'm an example. Be a great godly example. You should be speaking that into your children as you're raising them. So if your realm of influence is the people that you work with, or your church, or you're in ministry, you're, you're a doctor, you work at a grocery store, whatever it is in life, maybe you have... Um, you do um, many things that, that you mentor people, maybe online, or your influence comes through through all different ways, right? You need right. to be raising up leaders that follow after God's purpose for them. The idea is not to raise clones, right? That's not how exactly God right. created us. So, in for example, obviously our realm of influence is God's called us to ministry, to five-fold ministry. So we're raising leaders in different ways. So if you've been to our church and you hear us share the vision, we have the three E's. So the first one is you come here and you encounter God, Okay, we and we bring and whether that's in an outreach, whether that's bringing people into the church itself or in the community and into revival meetings that we do all kinds of different things that we do encountering God, you're going to encounter God when you're around us and you're around the meetings, whether that's through salvation, whether it's being filled with the Holy Ghost, that's that's the um, God manifesting his power towards you and healing, deliverance, all these different kind of ways. The second one is equipping leaders. That's, that's part of our vision. And then, of course, the third one is expanding the kingdom, which we do in all different ways too. But I want to bring out, just talk about for, for um, ex- just for a minute here, talking about equipping leaders. I'm not, I'm not saying that just because I'm trying to just push, you know, share our vision. I'm just giving it as one example of what, of what we do. The Lord will show you by his Holy spirit, how you do this more effectively in your realm of influence. So as we, as we share the vision and, and we, we talk with people. And when we talk about equipping leaders, we're talking about at all levels. So that is from nursery age on up through the children's ministry, through the youth ministry, through um, the college age ministry that we'll be starting. Of course, we have Smoky Mountain Bible College. We do that in, in the business area with Kingdom Business Fellowship, 
building up and equipping leaders in in the business realm, within the ministry realm, again, through Smoky Mountain Bible College, Mm -hmm. through women's ministry, men's ministry, in the prison. We, you know, every every area through our community outreaches, everything that the Lord, every way he has given us to expand in all different types of realms, we're all about equipping leaders. So it's like a, it's a, it's really, you know, discipling people up in the word, growing them in the word, but understand it's tailored to what God has gifted and called them to do. Because again, even though we're equipping leaders and bringing that, we're not, we're not, our, our goal is not, okay, you need to, if you're going to be a part of us, or around us, you've got to dress like this, you've got to talk like this, you've got to style your hair like this. You know, the church has been kind of funky and crazy in that way sometimes, about that they just like create all these people that that they're just like very peculiar, not in a, in a biblical, godly yeah. way, but in a very strange way that like almost like they're, you can't be a part of us unless you talk like this and you dress like this and, and praise God, brother, and have even a certain way that 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 you talk or that you know certainly if you're going to be in ministry you got you got to mm. you know uh wear the same clothes as what the pastor does or or if you're a lady you know dress like me no that is not i don't believe at all what the lord intends for us to do so again just as an illustration you know when the, the when the wonderful freedom of the holy spirit comes and the grace comes it the grace is not so that we just do what we want to do what our flesh wants to do but it's actually it's a it's an empowering to do what the word has laid out for us to do and of course the word presents the boundaries in our life each person needs boundaries in their life mm-hmm. if you're raising children you you should know that or hopefully you do know that but in any relationship there there's there's boundaries the lord says he gives us boundaries if you if you honor me if you do what my word says you're going to be blessed and then he talks about you know not being involved in sin let that be far from you And then, but really he doesn't put limits on us. He doesn't say you need to do this, but you can't do this. You can't, you know, he, he just says, follow after me, follow after my word. And you're going to experience me and you're going to experience really unlimited blessing. Our job is that we don't start loving the blessing and forget about him, Mm -hmm. right? Love the creation and then forget about the creator. That's not what we do. But but understand that as we and as you are are you're you're raising kids, you're you're influencing people in all different ways as as we talked about and, and equipping leaders that that pour into them, there's a grace for them to do what they are called to do. It's not a grace that brings into bondage. It's not a grace that enables sin. It's not a grace that is makes you like, okay, well, you've got to do exactly this and I'm gonna put you in this little box. Because that's not how God's grace works. It's such a wonderful thing. But again, it's a supernatural empowering to do what we can't do in of ourselves, what he's called us to do, not so that it excuses our fleshly behavior and makes everything okay. That's not what grace does. Not at all. It strengthens us. It enables yes. us. His grace it helps helps us live a sanctified life, a oh, set-apart absolutely. life. If you don't have the grace of God, there's no way you'll live a sanctified, holy life. Right. That's you can't, so true. You have to have God's grace to get saved. you got to have it to live holy. You have to have it to, to help you serve God correctly in the things that you're doing. I mean, His grace, um, 
wow, I mean, you need it. You need it just to live a life in the world for God. Right. And so that you can walk in love. You can't you yeah, can't even walk so in love true. without the grace of God. Oh, that is so true. You can't Man, walk in love and, without and God's grace. Jeez, we really need that. Amen. And uh, and that no and matter so, how spiritual you are, you yeah, need that. No, people say I'm saved, so I just you know, I'll just it's just comes automatically me walking in love. Mm, well, no, no. Actually it doesn't. Because we all got a stinking flesh. Absolutely. And so you have to have God's grace even to walk in love. Yes. And 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 because that uh, grace is like love in action. Right. It it helps you to do what God's called you to do. And and everything. If you don't have love, n- nothing is going to exemplify God. I don't care if you are you you could be greeting and you don't have his grace in you. You're greeting in your <laughs> church, you know, and you are a, you are a greeter. I've seen some pathetic greeters. Why? <laughs> because the grace of God is not evident in their life. That's true. Grumpy. And so, yeah, Grumpy. and it's just like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I don't I don't even want you to say anything to me. I don't want you to shake my hand. I, whatever's on you, I don't want that funk." Oh, so true. And so, if you don't and 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 if you don't allow that to to manifest itself through you, then you're just going to be just like an ordinary average, maybe even below average person. <laughs> because a lot of Christians actually they come from below average situations. Oh, true, yeah. And then you God, I mean, he takes you out of the poop pit and, yes. you know, sets you on Hi. a place with princes. <laughs> yes. But the so thing awesome. is, is that, that we have to allow the grace of God to continue in us, to keep us in that place. So every day, every day, press into the grace of God. Every day, allow his presence to come through you. Every day, allow his love to flow out of you. Every day, allow the power of God to come forth from you because we need the evidence of the grace of God in today's church. We so, so need it. Yes, so true. So Not greasy grace. No, no, not sliding out of what you're supposed to be doing. Gift, yes. Amen. <laughs> so today, allow the grace of God to be big inside of you and then continue in that grace. Yes. We love you so much. Thanks for listening to this last day's podcast. And until we talk with you again, we'll see you in lovely, incredible, beautiful Johnson City, Tennessee. God bless you now. Yes. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.